are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Listening to Locked On Wildcats with John Schuster and Mike Luke. You know what? We promised that we were going to uh, get you to what you wanted to hear, and that was our breakdown for the Washington game. You know what? We decided that we were going to tease that and get down for Schuster without watching any of Washington mm-hmm. football. Right. There isn't a better expert on a podcast. I've watched uh-huh. a little bit, so I'll be okay. able to tell you if you're right or wrong. But, uh, do you want to go first or you want me to go first? Fine, you go first because then I can just feed off of you and pretend that I know information as well when all I'm really doing is stealing from uh, the tidbits of knowledge that you're going to bring to the well, equation. Well, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So I'm go- I am I think that this is going to be a tough game for Arizona. Mainly, I think it's going to be a tough game because, quite frankly, I think that they have better players than Arizona does. Um, also, generally in games like this where two teams have been mediocre at best, but... One team has a lot more talent than the other. These are generally the games where they feast on teams like that. And I think that's what's going to happen there. Uh, A question that goes beyond that. After Arizona lost to NAU, it was clearly a horrible loss. Uh, Clearly a down point in the program. I mentioned on one of the podcasts earlier this week uh, that there was some uh, local outlet that had the headline, Arizona hits rock bottom after losing to Colorado. And I made the statement, no, now they're just residing there. Correct. Uh, But to their credit, after NAU, they bounced back and played really well at Oregon. Mm-hmm. Put up some nice yardage. Uh, McLeod <laughs> had a good, uh, you know, uh, looked like he had potential, and they had, you know, the five interceptions. So, and then, and then I think they had the bye week, and they played reasonably well against UCLA. Very, mm-hmm. very similar game. Game was legitimately in doubt for two and a half quarters, right? Almost three quarters, and. And then they went up to Colorado, and you know a lot of folks are understandably saying, "Man, this may be one of the games that Arizona can break through." Right. Uh, and then they got throttled. I did not think that. Uh, well, that's because you're an expert, and one of the reasons that elitists like you, with the knowledge that you possess, that I knew that hang I was out going in elitist to Denver. Denver all the time. But I guess the question is, are we in a point understanding what we've already known? Arizona's bad. It's a tough time. It's a very difficult year. They're now on quarterback three, but. Mentally, are they in a position where they can bounce back again and put in a competitive performance at least for a while against Washington? Or are they or are they going to go full folding tortilla roll and just call it a season and, nope. and, and get dominated uh, in the game Is that a rhetorical question? No. Huh. Well, okay. I don't know. It depends on how you answer it, well, I suppose. Yes, it does. Um, I think they're going to get rolled. I think, that, I think Arizona's going to battle. I will say this for Jed Fish. He definitely... His guys definitely haven't quit on him. Which, Good. Which I think is a... Because they could. Oh, they 100% could. But I think that's also a little bit of a testament towards him. But um, they could quit. It's also crummy, though, that we're in this stage where we're giving guys credit for not quitting on a team. But, but it's where we have to But be. it's where we... So I'll, I, I, I'll give them that. But the problem is, though, is they're also just outmatched. When I watched them against uh, Arizona... Or when I watched them... When I was up in Denver... Um, I watched and watched them against, uh, or watched uh, the Colorado Buffalo against. The, by the way, how did I? Ralphie is awesome. Yeah, person. Ralphie. Looks did I tell you cool. that he? Uh, so he uh, he was passing gas as everybody was walking by, 
And one guy said, he said, are you sure that that wasn't just you farting? And he said, dude, that is not an ant. That is not a human fart. Dude. So well, here, here's what I would recommend, especially after what you've experienced with Bruno in your guest room. Do not invite allow, Ralph. do not allow Ralphie into your guest room. Liquid stool from Ralph. <laughs> this is this. These are valuable lessons that we bring to you on the Locked On Wildcat podcast. And you know what? We bring them to you without even trying. Uh, but again, you, you know, I thought so, Colorado so, just had better players. Now, now, why did it get so dominant in the second half? Well, because so I it think, was six nothing at the well, half. Right, but I also think that Arizona was able to keep it close, but the, or keep it close. And I think Colorado was shooting themselves in the foot a lot. I also think though that. Um, Sooner or later, you're going to get to Gunnar Cruz. And the, the thing about uh, Gunnar Cruz is that he didn't totally mess up in the first half. Well, that the I mean, because he had a pick six, he had a fumble. I mean, and there was never any thought of really throwing the ball downfield. So right, right. that's what I think really happened there. And you think similar with, you know, Plummer just isn't in a position quarterback-wise. No, I'm actually, gonna... I don't think Plummer's good. I'm not saying that. But I'm actually more intrigued to see Plummer because at least he tries to throw the ball downfield. Mm-hmm. He entertains me more. I don't know if that should be really a reason that, uh, you know, I want to watch uh, a different quarterback per se. But I like watching Will Plummer because he entertains me more. So how about that? Well, let's see what, you know, Plummer's going to have six games basically where he is the one who gets the audition. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if he improves a lot. And right. maybe that's a storyline that we pay attention so to. So far, as the though, I will say that McLeod mm-hmm. isn't watching Cruz or Plummer and saying my starting spot's in, uh, right. in uh, jeopardy next year. But you know what? You get in-game experience, and maybe, and maybe Plummer has an opportunity to close the gap a little bit. I remember you saying a few weeks ago that you thought Plummer had more physical gifts than he does, Cruz he does, did. For sure. And as a result of that, then, you know, maybe if there's a way to cultivate that, right. then perhaps he can be a factor mm-hmm. as the program tries to improve. I can see that. Now, I will say this. it When you're in a higher altitude, not having a built bar is something that I think you take for granted. Because I'll tell you one thing. I didn't have a built bar when I was up in Denver. You did not have a built bar no, when you were up and down. I bet you I'm, felt I'm, it. And I'm not going to lie. I was, a little, <laughs> I was a little lightheaded from time to time. Damn, there. you were part of the lightheaded Mile High Club. I think that built bar is something that not only transcends taste <laughs> and nourishment. It transcends taste. <laughs> yes, but it, it's, a, it's a... I'm enjoying it right now. It's a way of life, really. No, it should be. I'm enjoying my life right now. I mean, it really Not only am I doing the Locked on Wildcat podcast with my good pal Mike Luke, I'm enjoying a built bar. Yeah, I mean... And Bruno's sleeping over there, so I don't even have to be... You don't have to... You don't have I don't to, have my focus in more than one, anything. Bruno, one area. You don't have to worry about Bruno chopping your head off. That's either. right. Mm-hmm. But, uh, um, yeah, I'll tell you what. Let's take a quick break. Thanks for listening to Locked On Wildcats. Uh, Gabriel Vincent um, mm-hmm. just messaged me. Hey, my good pal, Gabe Vincent. Yeah, okay. So, Hi, Gabe Vincent. Um, do you want to get to the Pac-12? Yeah, let's get to the Pac-12. Okay. I, I think Washington's going to kill Arizona. What do you think? Nah, it wouldn't surprise me. Washington is having a down year. Right. If, if, the, and if the Colorado thing had to... And honestly, the fact that Arizona's on a third quarterback is a big deal. And any team that's on a third quarterback is going to have problems. Right. That's just the reality of any high-level football. And, and Power 5 college football, Arizona's going to be up against it. And again, any team would be. So when you're devoid of talent already, that just makes it more difficult. It seems likely that Washington is going to be in a position. Maybe they're challenged a little bit early. The only way Arizona stays in this game probably 
is if I've said this too many times, it's almost our own drinking game because it never happens. If Arizona actually forces some damn turnovers. No, it's not going to happen. And it's not going to happen. So, you know, I suspect there's – I anticipate – what I'm hoping for, I guess, from an Arizona standpoint. Anticipate or hoping for? Let's go with hoping for. Okay. That Arizona doesn't get bombarded in the first half in this game and then just is is reeling so much that Fish is dealing with, you know, a team that has basically lost its intestinal fortitude. Uh, so – Hopefully Arizona can challenge for a while before the game probably ultimately gets away from them. But I suspect this is going to be a game, not that Washington is as good as Oregon or Washington is as good as UCLA, but there's some, there's some talent that's obviously better than Arizona. And if Arizona can compete for a while, that's nice. And I, I suspect Washington's ultimately going to win and probably be. Let's talk. If I had to, if I had to bet one or the other on the seventeen point line, I'd take Washington. All right. Let's let, tell you what. Let's talk a little bit more though about what people on the Locked On Wildcats podcast want to hear about in the rest of the conference, i.e., making fun of ASU. Mm-hmm. So, i.e., ASU has a team that everything's set up for them. Mm-hmm. USC sucks. UCLA is wildly inconsistent. Utah's Utah's solid, but Utah's Utah. Uh, Colorado sucks. Arizona is dreadful. Yeah, it's dreadful. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You go out and you get absolutely destroyed by Utah in the second half of yeah. the game. You went up 21-7 in that. Mm-hmm. That's kind of ASU football. I think, to a, uh, uh, yeah, to a large degree it is. Uh, and it, it the history of ASU football is last 50 years is interesting. Talk about Frank Cush because the people out there don't yeah. know Frank Cush like you know Frank Frank Cush is an aside. Um, it all, honestly, it all started with he Frank Cush. And it, all, it all started with Frank Cush and Kevin Rutledge. And Arizona State has been fighting. They get so close and then seem to shoot themselves in the foot every damn time. And it looks like Herm Edwards has done the same thing here with all the recruiting stuff that took place last year. So ASU was on the fringe of being legit, even with the loss at Utah. I think they're on the fringe of being legit uh, because that team has a lot of talent. But are they going to be able to weather this storm or are they going to revert back to the team that everybody expects as the quote-unquote sleeping giant, but really in the end they're a seven-win football team. Right. You know, the likelihood is the latter. Uh, and ASU might, might be suffering from probation along the way, and we'll see if Herm Edwards can weather the storm or not. With Herm, I think Arizona is in a pos- Arizona State is in a position where obviously they're moving in the right direction. I like, his, I like the way that he's approached things. Sands, COVID recruiting. Right, right. But his NFL mentality... And the delegation aspect of his coaching staff, I think, has been effective, certainly in getting recruits there, and that's the and that's a very important thing. I'm not at all surprised with the Utah result. It doesn't surprise me at all. Are you surprised though in the way that ASU dominated them in the first half yes. and then they got absolutely destroyed? I am much second. more surprised that Arizona State You're led that game twenty one seven in the first half. More surprised by the first half than the second half. Yes. That's exactly right. And and Did and, you watch this game? Uh no. Okay. Not not a lot. All I right. was I, I caught little bits that, and pieces really here and there. And 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 I expected and and remember going into that game, that game was a pick 'em. So a lot of other people thought that Utah had a real shot up there too. Consider that was also Vegas' way of saying Utah was gonna win that game. What do you mean by that? Because anytime you look at a two teams where one team looks way more talented than the other and one team's ranked, the other team isn't close to being ranked, and it's a pick 'em line. Anytime it doesn't make, anytime the line doesn't really make sense, although it probably makes sense for you, 
then that's generally the way of saying that the team that you don't think it makes sense for is going to win that game. All right. Uh, there and Proceed. and you've got you've got, got pos- you got a late game, colder weather, on the road, higher elevation. I can see that being a, a difficult matchup for a desert team. Mm-hmm. And and it turned out in the second half that it was. ASU couldn't get out of its own way, and Utah was dominant. Again, the week before, for all of USC's inconsistencies, SC still has talent on that roster, and US and Utah went into and L.A. Them. and just beat the hell out of them. Right. Uh, so, so Utah, to its credit, started out rough and appears to have really righted the ship, which means what, Mike Luke? Now they're going to Oregon State. That's almost certainly going to be a Ute loss. Yeah. Don't you get that yeah, feeling? Yeah, no, you do. Don't I you get that feeling that, that Oregon going State's going to Corvallis or, or uh, Utah's going to Corvallis? That, and don't you get the feeling that makes that total after sense after beating USC and beating ASU and having the inside track on the Pac-12 South that they're going to get themselves sidetracked in Corvallis? Yes, correct. Doesn't that feel that way? Yeah. Do you think that's more of an indictment on uh, Utah or Oregon State being a little bit better? Could be either. I think. I think yeah, it could be. Could either. be both of those. It could things. be either, or it could be neither. And, and and where? But I am interested to some degree. Oregon State's better than we thought. No, oh, yeah, without no, a yeah. doubt. And, and they Smith's and they piece. still have a shot at winning the Pac-12 North. So so they're they're all right. But if Utah manages to go to Oregon State and win, it's the same thing as if ASU had gone to Utah and win. By the way, if I, Utah wins that game in Corvallis, they. They have shown that they also have a chance to be a consistent football team that is the preeminent favorite heading down the stretch for the Pac-12 South. By the way, I had a really old person moment today. Um, there was a, a kid who's a really, really nice kid, so um, not definitely not going to name him. And he's a, he, he's very talented. He'll he'll do great things. But he asked, uh, so uh, uh, Jenkins is the. Uh, honorary uh, leap by the lake jenkins okay. is the uh, honorary captain and so uh, the reporter asked jet fish what uh, he's the honorary captain of what arizona football, arizona football this weekend yes okay he asked um how big a deal it was that ortez jenkins was uh, going to be the quarterback and or uh, the honorary captain and jet fish didn't look like he knew that, that was a, 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 a big mispronunciation of somebody's name. My friend, essentially, like that's like saying my friend uh, Don Schuster. Mm-hmm, right. Yes, yes. Yeah. Or Ronald Schuster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how about that? And I just remember thinking, man, I'm old now. Yeah. Like, Because you remember that from 20 years ago. Oh, 20 plus years ago, it's like yesterday. And, and it's also, too. How what, dare you pronounce that, that name like and, that? But the kid who did it's it, what, 22, yeah, 23? And it's, it's a totally excusable it, for thing. For sure. And it's also one of the... Ortiz Jenkins is one of the more distinguishable names you will ever come across. Yeah. Nobody comes across the name Ortiz and said, says, man, I don't know if I've heard that name before. <laughs> I mean, what else do we have going on in the conference? Oh, yeah, yeah, good point. Um, hold on, let me Google real quick. All right, why don't you uh, uh, use a search here. engine browser to Pac- see if you can find the— Pac-12 football uh, schedule. Right, the Pac-12 conference football schedule. I love uh, that. You'd think that both of us would be able to yeah. have this knowledge okay. on the All top right, of our heads. So we got— alas. All right, Colorado, California. Oh, that's right, Colorado plays California Cal. is a 10-point favorite, which seems like too much. Interestingly, I have seen that line as low as 8.5. Yeah. Wow. Uh huh. Yeah. So so there's a there's a little bit of movement depending on what platform happens to be out there with that line as well. So I get a feeling that because of their performance against Arizona, 
that maybe some folks out there think that Colorado has an opportunity in this and Cal may be valued a little bit too highly because of its close call against Oregon. Right. I'm going to say, however, that... Uh, I think Cal's going to win. You and, think Cal covers? Uh, what is it? Uh, anywhere from eight and a half to ten? Yeah. Yeah, probably. So I think I think we're I think Colorado's going to revert more to what it has been most of the year—a team that can't score ten points. Right. You know, as opposed to the team that benefited from some turnovers against Arizona that boosted those numbers significantly. So I I think Cal's going to cover that game. Okay. I also think that uh, here's my upset special. Mm-hmm. I think UCLA is going to beat Oregon this week. Is that really an upset special? Well, one team's ranked tenth, the other isn't ranked. Your 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 love affair with rankings is is well, I mean, just it, fascinating it to matters. me. Not really. I mean, well, at the I, end of the day, I don't, coaches I think, don't put. Don't worry, we weren't well, ranked, but we were clearly I, a top twenty-five. I think team. the I, I I think the difference between Oregon and UCLA is a hell of a lot closer than fifteen spots in a ratings. So oh, I, I agree. That's yeah. why I'm well. So I'm so, just saying anyway, that it, I'm I, saying that it's an upset special I can because abso- it's viewed as an upset special. Fair enough. Fair enough. Not that it should be. An upset uh, I can I can absolutely see see that happen. Oregon uh, has had a hard time scoring, as odd as that sounds, at least on a consistent basis. You know what, you know what we found out. Though? And if UCLA doesn't fumble the football, I, I think that's a game where turnovers. Yeah, matter significant, you know, come into really come into play. We found out though about Oregon. Oregon's not that good. Yeah, they're just not that good. Uh And I think I I think beyond that, I I think there's reason to believe that folks who were concerned about how healthy the quarterback is, there's a lot of truth to that. And 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 I don't think he's playing at 100 percent. And it shows from Oregon's inconsistency on the offensive end. Uh, And yeah, yeah, I I can. Is that game in L.A.? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I I can absolutely see. UCLA winning that game, and there's a little bit of motivation probably from Chip Kelly's so, standpoint so as well. You, so, where do you, all right, so uh, what are you going with then? Um, I'll go UCLA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a very realistic possibility. Right. What, what else is on the docket? Okay, so then we've got uh, uh, USC Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame's going to beat the snot out do of you? USC. Oh, do yeah, well, you? Oh, you're, you're going in a different direction. I think it's going to be closer than that. Uh, I don't know what closer than that means. I know it's about a seven point line. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I'm just not convinced Notre Dame's that good, but I know what you're saying because USC's oh, wo- woefully UC, inconsistent. I think sucks. UCLA has better talent, but Notre Dame's probably much better coach. So, yeah, I, Dante, you can convince me. As I'm talking, you're, you're saying, convincing me you that saying, Notre Dame's that Dante, ease of victory is you, better than maybe the talent on the field. Are you saying that field. Dante Williams isn't as good a coach as uh, Brian Kelly? Uh, how many? Uh, well, what's the uh, victory difference between the two of them? It's probably very close. Brian Kelly has only a few wins. Dante Williams only yeah, has a few wins. Sure. So I'm I think sure they're the winning, almost... And I'm sure the winning percentage is very similar. Very similar. Yeah. Exactly. So right. what are you going with there? Are uh, you going close? Uh, no, you've convinced me. That's always dangerous when you convince right. me. Because whenever you convince me, you, that, that means that USC is going to win this 48-14. to 14. But I'll go 31-20 Notre Dame, somewhere in that neighborhood. Okay. I'm going to go... Notre Dame 31, USC 13. Okay. However, if USC wins that game, now the Pac-12 has a win over LSU, a win at Ohio State, and a win against Notre Dame. That's a pretty good resume from a conference that's constantly bagged on Mm -hmm. that probably doesn't have a team that's going to sniff this 14 playoff thing. 
But those are some pretty good W's there. So, you know, USC could make things really interesting, I, I guess, from a conference standpoint in terms of, you know, what is it? Is the Pac-12 really good, really consistent, or, you know, are, are they just one-offs, weird, coincidental one-offs? I don't know. Um, but that, that could be an interesting conversation if USC manages to pull that off, given what UCLA and uh, uh, Oregon have already done. Do you think that they would need some sweat block, though? It's getting colder out, but you can never have too much sweat block. Nah, Is that fair? Most, that's absolutely fair. That's beyond fair. That's objective. <laughs> For John Schuster, I'm Mike Luke. We'll be back with you Monday. You've been listening to Locked On Wildcats.